Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, my name is Deborah Butler, and thanks for joining me for my podcast, People Know Stuff. And today I have Sky McIntyre with me, and Sky knows stuff about keeping chickens. So, Sky, how about sharing what you know? You've been keeping chickens now for... I think we've had chickens for probably about eight or nine years. Great. And we started out with like 20 chickens. And um, we started out with babies that we bought from the store. And we just put them into a fenced-in space that also had a coop so they could you know, be sheltered. But um, the top of it was open. How big was that coop? So the coop is probably about 20 by 15 feet. And we had 20 chickens in there. And no top on it. And no top on it. Okay. So we learned very quickly that there's lots of predators that love baby chickens. Uh, One of the predators was a hawk that got in there and killed a few of them. And that's when we learned that we needed to put a cover over it. So now the coop is completely enclosed. Um, It has a top, all the sides, um, and it has uh, a door on it. And so we thought we were secure with that. Um, Maybe a year later, a big husky dog got out in our neighborhood and it was able to open the door to the chicken yard and get in there. And it killed about half our flock. It didn't eat any of them. It just killed them. Wow. So our neighbor was very kind and reimbursed us for the chickens, but it was a big loss for us. We were real sad about that. So then we got a better lock on the door. (laughs) So you learn you need a top and if you, you need a door, but you also need to be able to really secure that door. Yes. And then this year we got a possum in there. And so um, possums can slip through about just about anything. And the other predators that are really common are rats and snakes. They love to eat chicken eggs and they'll eat chicken babies and they'll eat a chicken if they can. <clears throat> and so, and the possums will eat chickens too. But I did, um, uh, I think you would have to have like a, an actual house to put chickens in if you wanted to keep them safe from snakes and rats. Um, so there's really, those are a little bit more tricky. You actually have to get a trap for chickens, rats, and possums. And so, um, you put the trap inside of the coop. Um, I did that and that didn't work. Um, so I actually put it inside the entire door frame of the chicken coop where the chickens go at night and the possum walked right in there and I captured the little possum. And then I took him out into the national forest and released him into the wild. (laughs) So it's good to put the trap in the path of the chickens. I think so, because they're pretty little crafty creatures. It's hard to catch a snake or a rat or a possum. Sure. Um, They're way, way craftier than we are. What have you learned about the best traps? Uh, The trap that I had was just like a metal trap. I didn't try any other kinds. It was just this one that my husband had laying around um, and it worked. So it was fine. And it can be reloaded and reused. Yep. And, you know, you can release the animal 
which um, I've used glue traps before for like mice in the house. And uh, the mice were able to completely avoid them, but all of like the skinks and the lizards got caught in them. Oh, okay. So I'm not a big fan of the glue traps. I right. think they're real inhumane. And um, Have you been able to, to trap the mice in that metal trap? So the mice haven't been too much of a problem. I think I've just come to a coexistence with mice. Okay. They kind of stay in their space in the attic and, you know, they don't get, as long as they don't get too rowdy up there, you know. And that's in your house. Yeah. Stuff you know about mice in your house. Yeah. But um, what about in the coop? So in the coop, mice can't really eat eggs because they're too small. So it's um, more rats. Than- yeah, you would if you got a big rat in there, then you'd you'd have to capture it with a probably a metal trap. So a trap other than what you're using for the possum. Mm, I think you could use the same trap because the the squares on it, you know, around the cage are probably only like half inch by half inch. So I don't a rat's not going to get out of there. But it sounds like in addition to a roof and a very secure locked door. You need to be prepared to trap, do some trapping. I think so. Um, I don't know any chicken keepers who have not had to trap something. All right. So trapping goes with it. Yes, it goes with it. What about feeding them? Feeding them is super easy. You can get all kinds of different types of feed, you know, stuff that's organic all the way, you know, just basic pellets. Um, I buy a uh, 50-pound bag of chicken feed. Right now I have six chickens, and we go through 50 pounds of feed in about five or six weeks. Okay. And I think that's in part because all of the food scraps that we generate in our house, we give to the chickens. So you buy a 50-pound bag about every five weeks for... 50 chickens, did you say? No, I have five. I have six chickens. It's a 50 pound bag, lasts five weeks. Um, and it costs about, it used to cost like 15 or $16. Now it costs like 20, $22. Yeah. Stuff you know about inflation. Yes. Stuff I know about inflation. So you, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I misheard how many chickens you've got right now. I have six. Six. Yeah. All right. So you went from 20 to six. Well, I mean, again, chickens only lay eggs for four to five years. Um, and then, you know, they can live for much longer than that. But they're like all us women, you know, okay. we're reproductive for a little while in our lives and then we're not. Okay. So um, they're only laying eggs for five or six years. Mm-hmm. At the end of that window, what have you learned is a good thing to do? Just let them be because they're still really useful. Um, they, because they're eating up the scraps from the house, you know, we don't have as much trash that's going into a landfill. And when they eat those chicken scraps, um, they're actually helping create fertilizer for our garden, which is connected to the chicken yard. Right. So that's something you've learned is place your coop near an area where you might be able to garden because they are compatible. Yes, definitely. Um, And a lot of people let their chickens free range. So they'll let their chickens out during the day and then put them back in at night. But chickens are extremely destructive. They will eat and pluck through and scratch through everything. So you can get like these, uh, they're called chicken tunnels or chunnels. 
And um, you can put them in your garden for places where you want the chickens to till up the soil. Um, and then, you know, at night you can just put them back into their chicken yard. So we have a few channels that we use in the garden, but we kind of use chickens like free labor in a way. That's what I'm hearing, <laughs> that you've learned to take advantage of their destructiveness yes. and really Harness send them it. off to work and yes. direct them and as to where you want it. them to work. Yeah, wow. they eat all of the, the weeds and the little bugs that are in the soil. They're, they're good at their job. Wow. So um, what kind of space do you have allocated to the chickens in the garden? Well, we live basically in suburbia, I guess, or sub-suburbia, whatever that is. Uh, we have an acre and a half of land, but our house um, is pretty close to the chicken coop and the, the chicken yard and the garden. And I would say even without all the other land with our house and the footprint for those things, it's probably a quarter of an acre that we take up as far as the house and the garden and chicken yard. Um, the garden and the chicken yards probably like, you know, maybe 25 by 30 yards, that whole space. Um, and we can grow enough greens, you know, hardy greens to sustain our family. And then, you know, we grow tomatoes in the summer and usually herbs. So onions, um, rosemary, um, just different kinds of herbs we like to use and flowers, lots of flowers. Yeah. And the chickens help with it. They do help a little bit. Yeah. If they sneak out somehow and they get out, they will destroy everything that you have worked very hard to create. What have you learned about making sure they don't sneak out? <laughs> uh, well, when you go in there to collect eggs or feed them or put in chicken scraps, you got to close the door behind you. <laughs> so once again, if it's not a neighborhood dog, it's the forgetfulness of, of humans and children. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So that door is really important. Mm -hmm. And say again what it was that you direct their um, their trip to work with. What was the name of that device? A channel. A channel. Yeah, chicken tunnel. All right, and those are pretty easy to come by. Tractor supply or. <laughs> Not really. I, I haven't really found a good one that you can just buy online. Um, there, there are chicken tractors, um, which is kind of like um, the bottom of the chicken tractor has like hog wire. So the squares in the metal are like maybe three or four inches by three or four inches. And so the chickens can access the ground. And it's like this big box that you pick up and you move anywhere in your yard or in your garden. But usually they're really large. Um, the chicken tunnels, I've actually ended up making my own out of chicken wire. And then like these um, kind of semicircular pokey things you put in the ground. Um, and it just allows you to, to enclose the chickens in a smaller space and that kind of runs along rows instead of like a big square footage. Wow. So 
what's available commercially is something that's a, a bit more cumbersome. Yeah. What you chicken, can do is make your own. Yeah. The chicken tractors are really common. You can buy those at Tractor Supply at Home Depot or wherever. And a lot of people do make their own. They're pretty simple contraptions. Um, but yeah, I haven't found chicken tunnels like commercially anywhere. So if somebody out there hears this podcast and wants to like make a really good chicken tunnel, love to hear about it. Fantastic. <laughs> if they want to make one on their own, but maybe not create a business out of it, um, would could they Google channel or would they just need to go based on what you've learned and what you're sharing about how to create one? No, I think if you Google chicken tunnel, you could find lots of stuff on Pinterest. Um, I mean, chicken people are real creative, outdoorsy type people by nature, I think. And um, so, and they like to either use their chickens to the best of their capabilities or baby their chickens. There's a lot of people who just really treat their chickens as children and name them and coddle them and bring them into the house. I mean, yeah. So now we're discovering there's a whole underground of chicken people. Yeah. And how do you access them? Because it sounds like they're also a wealth of information. They if- are. Um, the way that I access them is through Facebook. So okay. there's all kinds of chicken groups. And usually they're based, um, a lot of them that are super helpful are based in geography. So it would be like North Georgia chicken, you know, lovers or something like okay. that. Um, and I probably am a part of like 10 different groups on Facebook. And um, yeah, people uh, give their chickens away. They, you know, trade or buy or sell chickens. Um, they talk about different disorders that chickens can get or diseases. Um, the avian flu is really common. And when it spreads, that's actually what's happening to egg prices right now. That's why it's, you know, $8 for 18 eggs right now is because the avian flu just went through these huge corporate, um, chicken, uh, providers and they just had to kill off their flocks because you can't stop that flu. It's so contagious. Yeah. So, you know, if one of your chickens in your, um, in your coop gets the flu, probably all of them will get it and most of them will die. So it sounds like what you, the chicken people share virtually, they don't have like cocktail hours together (laughs) or, or get together for um, scrambled eggs. Um, I think there probably is like um, agricultural swaps. I would imagine that that does happen. But chicken people are pretty protective of their chickens and their flocks. So if you went to one of those places and you got, you know, say like five more chickens, you would keep those chickens separate from your chickens for probably a good two weeks before you introduced, started to introduce the flocks together. Because disease and, you know, viruses and bacteria um, spreads really easily and it can ruin all of the chickens. Another thing you've learned. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, say a word or two about um, eggs and just what you've learned about the pleasure of having your own fresh eggs. You know, I'm 47 and the year is 2023, just in case this podcast outlasts (laughs) me. Um, And I definitely grew up 
in a way where all of our food came from the grocery store. My parents didn't garden and they didn't have any kind of animals. Um, we did when I was really younger, but I don't remember that. And to be able to create an environment that cultivates your own food, whether, you know, we're talking about kefir and kombucha and fermented foods like we, we do sometimes, or we talk about chickens or we talk about tomatoes. It's just an amazing feeling to be able to walk out your door, walk 10 feet to the chicken coop and get something so nutritionally amazing as an egg that you didn't pay really anything for except for chicken feed. And, um, you know, the chickens usually lay um, an egg every day or every other day. So even with five or six chickens, even with three chickens, you could really feed your family and have a lot and of their neighbors. Protein. Yeah. A lot of the protein and fats that you need right. to survive. So very satisfying in terms of feeling like you're close to the food mm -hmm. and also that it is, um, is something that is satisfying and nutritious. Mm -hmm. So there is a byproduct to chickens. Yeah. That's why people raise them. That yeah. really makes a difference for you. Yeah. But in addition to what you said about them eating products from your house yes. and not going into landfill and yeah. helping you with your garden. Yeah, so. it's very symbiotic. And we haven't talked about roosters, but I have to say that roosters are jerks. And you <laughs> absolutely do not need a rooster to get eggs. And it's actually better for your chickens, especially if they're enclosed and don't need outside protection, if you don't have a rooster, because they're just mean and awful. <laughs> that is a closing bit of wisdom, <laughs> because roosters also will alienate your neighbors. <laughs> That's true. So chickens are actually something one can keep in the city and feed themselves and um, get the benefits that chickens provide. However, it's really going to be important to protect those chickens with a roof and some trapping and a good door. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really learned a lot about. Cool. Yeah, you should yeah. get some chickens. I, I know. I've got space for it. I've been sitting here thinking about that. <laughs> and I know there's some people who have them in my neighborhood. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And I live very much in an urban area. Yeah. So great. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.